You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. So I certainly do honor our pastors and their dedication to God and to this church. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you tonight, and I cherish their trust, their encouragement, and their support. I also honor each of you who are committed to being here on a Wednesday evening to hear God's word and to glean all that he has intended for you through this lesson. You're not here by accident. You're not here by coincidence. God has drawn you here, and the same is true for all those who have joined us online. So before we get started or get into the lesson, let's consider the needs of the people in our congregation. Pastors Tom and Kristen, along with Emma, traveled to Because of the Times in Louisiana uh, this week. We are thankful for their safe travels, and uh, let's pray for them for a time of refreshing for receiving a fresh word and for a safe trip as they return home later in the week. Because of the times, it's not a time of rest. It is a very intense schedule, but it is a time of nourishment, a time of being fed, sometimes like being hit by a fire hose. But, uh, but it, is, it is a good time and a good experience to go to. So please pray for them as they travel. Um, also, we have many people battling illness. Please pray for them. Uh, nothing is too great and nothing is too small for our Lord to be concerned and to provide a healing touch. Uh, Sister Janice Reed was taken to the hospital yesterday, I believe, because of blood issues. Uh, she had to have a, a blood transfusion last night. She, I understand she's still there. So we need to pray for her and pray for the entire Reed family because that is, that's just an added stressor in a time of battling severe illness. Uh, also be mindful that Ministry 201 starts next Wednesday and Discover Calvary starts on February 12th. And so let's pray for these important assimilation classes that God will draw the people who, who he would like to have in them and who need a deeper understanding of his teachings and opportunities for service in their, their spot here at Calvary. And then each of us, I'm sure, have needs of our own. And as we stand in prayer, in uh, pre preparation for prayer, if there are those of you who have some needs that you just want to raise your hand in faith so that the Lord, the Lord sees, the Lord knows, take note of those around you. And let's begin uh, praying together tonight. Precious Jesus, how we love you. What a wonderful time to be, to come together with like-minded individuals, precious Jesus, and, and to to share, to speak words of life into each other's 
lives just in casual conversation, but also to be together to hear more of your word and to learn more from you. We do pray for Pastors Tom, Kristen, and Emma, that they will just glean great things from your word. They will be refreshed. They will have revelation, new revelation in their own lives that will not only benefit their personal lives, but that will also benefit the church as they continue ministering here at the church. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you ask us to cast our cares upon you, and we cast our cares about those who are ill, Lord Jesus. Nothing is too great or too small for you, Lord Jesus, and we bring it before you. In particular, uh, tonight we bring Sister Janice Reed and the entire Reed family as they are dealing with illness in their family, Lord Jesus. Let there be strength. Give them strength, Lord Jesus. Give them healing, Lord Jesus, where that is your will. Precious Jesus, how we love you and how we thank you. Precious Jesus, on all these that are represented by hands raised tonight, we ask you, precious Jesus, to be there. You know those needs, and, uh, and you are happy to provide for those needs, precious Jesus. How we love you, how we praise you, how we thank you for all of your care, for your love, your touch and for your word, for it is powerful, and we look forward to hearing it again tonight. Hallelujah. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, and feel free to be seated. Haven't you enjoyed Pastor Kristen's presentation of the names of God? Yes. Uh, she is always a wonderful and passionate teacher, and I always leave with a better understanding of whatever topic it is that she teaches. Now, some of you may have already guessed um, what name of God that Pastor Kristen might have asked me to speak on, um, and that would be Abba Father. For those of you who may not know, the reason that might be obvious to many of you is because I have written and published a book about God being our active loving Heavenly Father. So Pastor Kristen asked me to speak about God as Abba Father. Because so many of you have read the book and have heard me speak briefly about it, um, I am not going to stick to my book in any way. Um, I won't be saying much about that. Um, but instead, I'm going to be sticking very close to the Word of God about Abba Father. So there are three verses that directly refer to God as Abba Father. The first one is Mark 14, verse 36, and this is Jesus speaking, and he says, Abba Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me, nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. The next one is Paul writing to the church in Rome, and it's Romans 8:15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. And Paul again, writing now to the church in Galatia, writes, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Well, let's start with Mark 14, 36. Jesus is the first person who referred to God as Abba Father, and he did it while praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, I've been taught over the many years, um, probably many, many years ago, 
but I was taught that um, father was the interpretation of Abba. And that is consistent with the classic edition of the Amplified Bible, which reads, and he was saying, Abba, which means father. Now, the classic edition of the Amplified Bible is the only translation I found that treated father as the definition of Abba. Even updated versions of the Amplified Bible converts the reference to be consistent with most other English versions using Abba, comma, Father. So, um, so I have also heard that Abba was like saying Daddy. It was a more intimate name for our Heavenly Father. Now, I have a very good friend who routinely addresses God as Daddy when he prays, and not just in his private prayers. He does it when he leads corporate prayers at a very large apostolic church in Maryville, Tennessee. And I will admit, when I first heard it, I was kind of a little taken back by it. It just seemed a little odd, especially when you consider he is a dear friend of mine because he is the president of the Azusa Street Riders, which is a motorcycle ministry. He comes out of the biker world and everything that the dark side of that means, okay? And so to see this man who, to my knowledge, if he has tattoos, they're all covered up, but to my knowledge, maybe he wasn't that far into it, but, um, but he, he resembles, you know, your traditional stereotypical type of a, a biker. And here he is standing in a big apostolic church leading corporate prayer and saying, Daddy? And it's like, whoa, <laughs> what is that? But then when I realize that how close and intimate relationship that my friend has with his heavenly father, I realize that he's only acknowledging that closeness by referring to God as Daddy. Now, it is not a practice that I myself have adopted, um, yet it is one that I can respect as someone, as someone else has claims that close, intimate relationship. But as I was studying for this lesson, I learned that the original language used in Mark 14, 36 was, um, was Abba Pater. P-A-T-E-R, so Abba, comma, Pater. Okay, at first glance, it appears that Jesus was saying, Father, Father, everything is possible for you. And it, that seems to be redundant, but was there a reason for it? Well, considering the intensity of the moment when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, right before his impending crucifixion, um, and he knew it was just before his impending crucifixion. Um, it's reasonable, I think, for him to be crying out intensely, Father, Father, and being redundant. There are times in my life when things are really, really intense, and all I can do is cry out his name, yeah. 
bit, and for me, it might sound more like, oh, God, oh, God, or Jesus, Jesus, and all I can get out because life is so intense. So that sounds like a reasonable interpretation to me, that maybe that's what he was, he was doing. But consider that there was another reason Jesus might refer to both Abba and Father. He was revealing the Father to us, not just as Abba, but also as Pater. There is a difference between them, similar to the difference that Pastor Kristen discussed last week in the name of Lord, all capital, and Lord with just the L capitalized. We can see this when we look at another scripture, which is Luke 10, verse 22. All things have been delivered to me by my father, by Pater. And no one knows who the son is except the father, and who the father is except the son, and the one to whom the son wills to reveal him. So here Jesus was revealing God to us, not only as the heavenly father, but as Pater, my father. He is showing us that God is the heavenly, he is the heavenly father, but he is also available for us to claim him as our own personal loving father. Remember Pastor Kristen's explanation of the difference between Lord, all caps, and Lord, first letter only capitalized. Lord, all caps being, we commonly pronounce Yahweh, uh, or the I am, the creator, a God who can be known, and Lord with just the L capitalized, Adonai, ruler. We acknowledge him as the owner and ruler. We submit to him. It's a closer, more intimate relationship between the creator and us, his creation. And there are scriptures that refer to both Lord all caps and Lord, just first letter capitalized, or Lord Adonai in the same verse. For example, Psalm 8.1, O Lord, Yahweh, our Lord, Adonai, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. So likewise, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus is crying out to God, Abba, Pater, meaning Father, my Father. He is acknowledging God as the Heavenly Father while also drawing close to him in submission as his personal Father. And we see that submission with the phrase, not, not my will, but thine. He knew what was coming. He didn't want it. But yet he was willing. You're my father. You're close to me. I am going to submit to you. And I'm going to do this. We have the same opportunity. We can view God merely as the heavenly father. And, and many of us do. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying you're not saved if that's the only way you see God. Okay? I'm not saying that. Many of us do, and we have, we have reasons. I happened to write a book about it, last I mentioned. <laughs> but uh, we have reasons for that. But um, we can also choose, instead of just viewing him as that heavenly father that's kind of out there somewhere, 
we can move closer to him and cry out to him as our own personal heavenly father, the one who loves us, protects us, guides us, sets boundaries for us, and works all things out for our good. We accept him as our personal heavenly father by submitting to him. Now let's move on to Paul and what, what Paul was saying about Abba Father. In Galatians, and I'm going to read a little bit more on that one, Galatians 4, verses 4 through 7. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. God sent Jesus Christ so we might receive and accept our role as adopted children of God as joint heirs to all that God has to offer his son. And when, and when we do so, by repenting, being baptized in Jesus' name and receiving the Holy Ghost, then God's Spirit causes us to cry out to him, Abba, Father, Father, my Father. The Spirit within us wants that close, intimate relationship with our Father. Now, have you ever celebrated with a family when they have adopted a child? What joy abounds in those circumstances. Not just for the parents, but for the child, the judge, the attorney, and all who are privileged to be in the courtroom gallery. It is beautiful and joyous when, it, when children become part of loving families who have sought them for some time. I have dear friends who received a child into foster care when he was released from the hospital at birth. He was three years old when they adopted him. But in those three years, my friends loved this child like their own, and they fought hard to keep him even when the courts made a decision to return him to his biological family. It didn't take long before that reunification failed and the child was hospitalized due to injuries that he sustained while in the biological father's or family's, excuse me, care. Thankfully, the child services agency called my friends and asked if they would be willing to take him back. Well, of course they would. They loved this child, they always wanted him as their own. And they drove out of state to join him and to care for him at the hospital until he was released into their care. What a day of celebration it was when we sat in the courtroom and we saw this three-year-old become the son of these parents who have loved him for so long. The courtroom erupted in applause and happy tears because we all knew 
The pain and suffering the child had endured when he remained part of his biological family had come to an end. He was and is their son. He is loved, cared for, and cherished. Earthly adoption does not even compare to the joy when a person is adopted in, into God's family. When we enter into the family of God through faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, a great cloud of witnesses explode in rejoicing. And at that time, we receive a spirit of adoption as the Holy Spirit bears witness that we are children of God. And we joyfully cry, Abba, Father, Father, my Father. Like my adopted friend, the pain and suffering caused by the bondage to the world and to sin is over, similar to the pain and suffering he had within his biological father. Or, excuse me, it was not his father. I just talk a lot about fathers. And it's his family, okay? We are now part of the household of God. We are the children of our Heavenly Father. We are loved, cared for, and cherished. So as spirit-filled Christians, our hearts long for that close, intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father. And we claim it by declaring Him as our own Father through submission to Him. Now, there are certainly a number of benefits to accepting God as Abba Father, as Father, my Father. Romans 8, 15, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba Father. Once we accept our position as adopted children of God, we are no longer slaves to sin and the resulting fear. But we live in confidence of God's love, his protection, his constant companionship. But we have a choice to make. We can accept and love God as that great I am, which he is, and as Abba, and we can walk in an impersonal relationship with him. That is like holding God at arm's length. The spirit within us will still want to cry out to Father, my Father, yet we may resist that because we don't want to fully submit to his love, his protection, his boundaries, his guidance, his will. But he will still love you. The question becomes, how much do you love him? In John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. In other words, if you love me, draw close to me. Submit to me. Follow me. I have only good in mind for you. In, in other words, if we love God, we will submit to him and do his will and do as he teaches in the word. In that kind of reciprocal loving relationship, we walk with him intimately and we reap the benefits of all that he has promised. And 
It may seem a little early, but we are at act time. Okay? So for act time tonight, I want you to share with someone or a small group around you what Abba Father means to you. And then I also would like for you to share at least one example of how you recognize the difference between Abba and Father or Pater in your own life. Okay, so that may be a little bit harder. I don't know. But we'll give you some time. I don't know. Do we get a clock or something? Um, if I normally get five minutes, give me ten. <laughs> so, okay, go ahead and share and connect tonight in app time.
thank you so much for sharing tonight for app time and for giving some real thought to what we've been sharing as far as um, God is our, our father and drawing closer to him as my father, my personal father. Now, I won't spend time speaking again, speaking about that book that I've talked about already way too much. Uh, I don't want this to turn out as a 45-minute infomercial. <laughs> that is not the intention at all. But certainly, God did give me a book to write and a message to share to help people recognize his active love and protection in their lives. So I do want to just briefly share some of the benefits that we receive when we walk in close, personal, submitted relationship with our Pater, our personal Heavenly Father. First of all, it's through that close, submitted relationship that we draw closer and grow more and more Christ-like. When we're resisting him a bit or just kind of holding him way up here, we're not experiencing that Christ, we're not learning that Christ-likeness because not, we're not relating to him in that way. God is the one who actually draws us closer and closer to him, according to John 6, 44. He becomes our authority, which some people might not want, you know, but God is our authority. But in that, even in his authority, he gives us rest. He gives us rest in, in the midst of our labors, according to Matthew 11, 20, 28. Also, as I've mentioned, he provides some very loving boundaries to help us live a life full of love in all of our relationships and in the whole of society. Um, we may, if we, if we see him here, He's out here, he's God, he's the creator, and he's got these laws. Okay, and that's what we look at, those laws, those things that if I violate one of them, I've lost my salvation. There are people who kind of view it that way, but that's not what they are. They are loving boundaries that help us live a more full life, that if we stay within these boundaries that he has set for us, there's a whole lot of ugliness we don't have to experience in our lives. There's a whole lot of ugliness we don't have to experience in our families if we stay within these boundaries. So when we have developed that close, intimate, my father relationship, we see those for what they are, loving boundaries, not legalistic laws don't cross this line. And he also protects us. And, uh, and I'll just briefly run through what he has shown me over the years, what his protection is. And I've, I've mentioned this before, but um, it's not just, you know, God protect my child and my child will never be hurt, you know, because that if we believe that, then when my child is hurt, we are confused and our faith is in jeopardy, okay? So instead, what he does in protecting us is he prevents any person or any experience from being able to separate us from him. 
His presence remains with us, and he will never fail or forsake us, no matter what it is that we go through. He will be our refuge and our strength. He does not shame us, and he will remove the shame of our youth. And he will work all things together for our good. Those are all part of his protection. Those are all ways in which we can understand when hard things happen. And yet, he has protected and is protecting us. And all of those are a part of being um, in that very close, my father type of relationship. So if you would please stand with me, we will close out early. You have 10 minutes to uh, reclaim for yourselves or sit around here and connect, which we like. We like that as well. Precious Jesus, how we thank you for your word today. How we thank you that you want us to draw close to you. You want to be not just this heavenly father out there, but you want to be our patron, our personal father in our lives. We thank you, precious Jesus, that you draw us and that we can come together as a body. We can come together as a family with you as our personal father. Be with us as we go tonight, Lord Jesus. Continue to bring your word to our memory and uh, to help it to be impactful in our lives that we be doers and not just hearers only. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.